0: There isn't a conversation that we don't start off with, you know, basically, how are the end users gonna deal with this? We have to make sure that our level of service improves and doesn't degrade. Every 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 conversation starts with that.
1: Welcome to Rarified Air, stories of inspired service, a podcast that takes you on a journey into the DNA of inner systems. Our host, John Palladino, head of client services, will be your guide as we explore how our unparalleled commitment to customer service fuels limitless human potential. Join us as we dive into the culture of inner systems and share the stories of the people who make it all possible, our customers, partners, and employees. From helping healthcare providers to improve patient outcomes to empowering the world's most important financial institutions, we'll show you how our dedication to customer service excellence is in rarefied air.
2: Welcome to Rarified Air. With me today is somebody I've highly respected for a long time. Somebody who, who really inspires me, especially about service, hence inspired service. Please welcome Andy Trainer. Welcome here, Andy. Good morning,
0: John. I am glad to be here, my friend.
2: Tell us a little bit about your, your career, because we've known each other for a long time.
0: Yeah, I think we first met back in the early 1990s. At the time, I was with uh, a software company that used InterSystems technology, a company called uh, IDX. And it's a very small community. The founders of IDX and the founder of uh, InterSystems created this thing called Mumps way back in the day. So long history. I was at IDX for about 17, 18 years, really grew up on the service side of the business. So my first job was an interface engineer. And I had a fabulous run, took on more managerial roles, programming, management roles, support implementations. Right around the turn of the millennium, I was running all the services for the largest piece of the business here just across the river in Boston. Had uh, technical services, which back in the day before the internet, we hosted our customers' software or hardware in our data center. So that was a lot of fun. GE Healthcare came along, bought the company in about 2004 or five timeframe. And within GE Healthcare ran a billing company that the IDX had purchased. So great 17 year run, Uh, left that company, joined a consulting company called Hayes. Spent a decade there, was the COO primarily for that company, had a great run there for 10 years and then left and kind of did a couple years worth of consulting. So that's a little bit about my background, John.
2: That's great. A lot of strategic roles, but you were always hands-on technical too. You had that balance.
0: Yeah, I always found in my career, you needed to pay attention to the details and you needed to get into kind of understanding the technology and how it was applied. Because, you know, the days when you and I would talk, it was almost never because the customer was going well. There was some problem that needed to be fixed. So it was important to me to understand that underlying technology, because for me, that meant I was a better problem solver
2: and could um, help more with the customer. I'm so happy you're here, Andy. We're really cut from the same cloth in that respect. But there's one more point in your career you failed to mention.
0: Today. Today is my first day as an employee at InterSystems. Welcome to the family, yeah, Andy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. It's a great company. has a great reputation. I've had 30 years of experience operating software on the platform that is InterSystems. And you and I have had lots of experiences and joint customers solving issues. So great company. Likewise, you know, I hold you in high regard to a large degree. Your role
2: is what my role was at IDX and a lot of similar experiences. This is a dream come true to have the opportunity to work with you at the same company. We both have a um, passion for customer success, I know, and in these podcasts, we're talking about kind of where that passion comes from Mm -hmm. and how we apply it. You know, tell us about your passion for customer success. What are your thoughts?
0: You know, my view on customers in every position I've had is they've made a significant investment in the company, in the technology, the service, whatever it is. Ultimately, they've put their trust in our hands. And to me, you know, that's a sacred kind of bond. And it's very important that you live up to that trust because it's earned over time and things are not going to go well. And, you know, I can remember a case or a a time back in the mid nineties, we had large health plans that were running our applications on the intersystems technology stack. And uh, one particular customer were having issues with their journals or whatever the case might be. And, and, You and I were on the phone with this customer every day for maybe three weeks. I mean, over the 4th of July, night, evenings, and we worked through the issues. But it was a grind. It was difficult. The customer was not happy. At the end of the day, I think we built with that customer jointly just, again, a level of trust where they were convinced they had the right partners to ensure that their business was running smoothly. Those health plans back in the 90s, they were growing. They were kind of making pennies on the dollar. So anytime their systems weren't available to their end users, it caused real concern. But solving problems with the customers is is important to me. And that's where I see you and I have a lot of the same DNA.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We don't hesitate going the extra mile, that's for sure.
0: I remember telling people when I was uh, the COO of Hayes, you know, And they'd come in and they'd talk to me about customer success. I said, well, you can't run away from the problems because they're only going to get worse. So the minute you can sniff out something's not right, you've got to go attack it. You've got to be upfront with the customer. You've got to communicate with the customer because it's that interaction, that relationship with the customer in times when they are tough, that's where you really develop that trust. And it's, it's very similar to personal relationships, right? I've got a lot of personal relationships that are 50 years long. And it's because, you know, the trust that gets developed over those times and customer relationships are no
2: different than that. Yeah. And you raise raised a good point. When there's a crisis, run toward it, not away from it. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I would say, and, and this is kind of a silly way to say it, but I tell customers all the time, when you make your investment and when you come to us, we have a high say-do ratio. And what I mean by that is when we say we're gonna deliver something, we will do it. And again, that's another way that you can build trust with the customer is being good to your word and delivering. I like that, say-do ratio. Say-do ratio.
2: That's a new one for me, that's right. great. Well,
0: that's that's my story and I'm sticking with it.
2: <laughs> when I think about the term partnership, I think it's about how you work together in a crisis and also what do you do together to avoid it in the first place. Right, right. But inevitably, especially in IT, bad things happen and you have to be prepared for it. The other element about it being in a crisis is staying calm because for the customer, it has to be emotional because it's affecting their business. But to get through it, you have to have calm and focus and determination and the right people. Yep. Yep.
0: So I have one more story. Sure. I probably have a thousand. So back at IDX, I was managing a team of support engineers and we had national coverage for all of the health plan customers, and we had a very large health plan out in the New Mexico area, and they had just upgraded from one version of the product to the next, and the upgrade couldn't have gone any worse. And it it was kind of a rewrite of the application, the underlying data structures were all different, and talking to the CIO, and they were out of their system. And all of a sudden, I just heard this whap, and then there was silence, and um, on the line went dead. And his assistant got on the phone and said, I'm sorry, he has punched the wall and I think he has broken his hand. So we're gonna take him to the hospital. Hung up the phone, called my boss at the time and said, I need to go to uh, New Mexico today and I need to bring the programmers with me. So later that night, a bunch of us flew out. We met with the customer the next day. And I can't tell you how terrified I was of what I was walking into with the CIO. He sat down and we laid out a plan. So to your point, we went in there, we knew what we were gonna do, we knew the steps we were gonna take, we knew what we needed from them. And so we were just going through the plan and he then asked everybody to leave the room. And I was thinking, oh boy, I'm gonna get it now. He sat there and looked at me and goes, I can't tell you how glad and how happy I am that you have come all the way across the country to fix our issue he said most vendors wouldn't do that but the fact that you're here and the fact that you brought the technical team to do it on site was amazing i can't tell you how shocked that was but that was an early lesson because that was a scary thing for me to be on that plane all night wondering what the heck was going to happen the next
2: day that's passion for client success yeah for sure that's a great story thanks for sharing it yeah we have a saying here which is you know we're here for customers not the other way around it makes a lot of sense
0: It really makes a ton of sense, but I don't think a lot of companies do that. I was at a company where they built this really cool technology. And it was, you know, back in the day, I built this widget. And you expected the market to come because it was a really cool widget. I don't think that ever kind of works. So companies like InterSystems, they go get the intelligence from the market, from the customers about what they want, what they need to be successful. And you build it. And you build it in such a way that you can then scale it globally and be successful and I'm forever interested in getting voice to the customer and so every position I've ever been in we do all kinds of different things user groups you know pick up the phone call customers and we always talk to them about what's going on in their world what they need from us and what gaps does the product or the service have that is really making it hard for them to be competitive but talking to the customers
2: Individually is a great way to figure out what it is they need. So, Andy, technology has really changed over the years, right? So, storage wasn't as reliable as, as it is now. You couldn't scale up as easily as you can now. Everything's a lot more mature, including software, and software development life is more mature. And I think customer expectations are much higher too, because they're so dependent on the solutions that you know, partners like IDX deliver. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, and I agree with you. To me, customer success, delivering on customer commitments is a differential now, more than it was 30 years ago. Why? Because technology is evolving to the point where there are hundreds and hundreds of technology providers providing systems and solutions. So a customer's um, choice options are far greater than I think it was back in the day. You know, when I started at IDX, we maybe had two or three legitimate competitors. I think in the world now, it's just the competition is growing fast, and a way to separate yourselves from the pack is to, as you said, deliver great service, right, have that service up, operational, just don't get in the customer's way, have it work, have it work all the time, and when issues come about, resolve them as quickly as you can.
2: One of our principles for for our products is they have to be able to evolve. So if you wrote an application 30 years ago, you shouldn't have to rewrite any of it to move forward. And if you're writing an application right now, it should run just fine 30 years from now. Do you have any thoughts about our technology, our products?
0: Where do I begin? A few years back, and you introduced us to one of your partners, J2, great partner across the river over there in in Charlestown. We were doing a lot of work converting customers from, mainly from old legacy systems to another partner of yours on Epic. And the reason we, Partnered up with J2, right? Because our company, we had a lot of subject matter experts in EMR and healthcare workflow processes. We didn't have enough skills on the technology side. We partnered up with J2, who tremendously helped us bridge the gap between getting data out of these old legacy systems through the Epic bridges into Epic. Literally, we would measure these things in weeks and months and, and not years. And it was J2's ability to take advantage of the technology stack and the applications and the things that they could do to build these integrations that allowed large healthcare systems to convert years and years worth of clinical data, which they had to, because by law, they need to have, you know, depending upon the state, seven, eight, 10 years worth of of data available to them, you know, by either federal or state mandate. So just the ability to be able to do that quickly, reliably, accurately, it's just one less thing a CIO has to worry about in their
2: day. I like the sound of that. And I think a lot of our listeners, it would resonate with a lot of our listeners too. So Andy, you've been a customer, a partner, you've worked in our community as a consultant. And starting today, you're actually inside the company, which again, thrills me. What did you see that's changed with systems, and what's the same and are either good or bad?
0: Well, let's start with the easy one. What stayed the same? Customer closeness has always been, I've seen it, I've lived it, I've touched it. Even in my time recently as a contractor working with your IT group, literally, and we're rolling out new technologies to help you know that part of the organization be more efficient. There isn't a conversation that we don't start off with, you know, basically, how are the end users going to deal with this? We have to make sure that our level of service improves and doesn't degrade. Every, every, every conversation starts with that. And these are from your leaders, your, your frontline workers, so that it's all about the end user experience, even from your internal IT organization permeates everything. So that's just been a constant in this organization. And I attribute that to the longevity and the stability of the executive leadership team. I mean, yourself, Paul, Terry, there's probably a couple of others that I'm missing here, but that DNA, that constant level of leadership and intention has been there forever. What's changed your size, your scale. I mean, when you and I were working
2: together. You I know, thought you meant me personally.
0: No, not you, John. Me too. That's why I wear a vest, so I cover up my belly. I think just the size and the scale of the organization, the complexity of what has to happen internally to make all of this stuff happen. it's The complexity is not impressive, but the fact that it all gets done, again,
2: with customer success at the heart of it is just really good. So. Well, thank you very much, Andy. You're a very wise man. I really appreciate sharing your wisdom with this audience. And again, it's great to have you joining the Inner Systems team today. It's a great celebration. In the words of Charles Hotchmuth, our first employee, it's great to have a past and it's even better to have a future.
1: Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or want to hear from a specific guest, email us anytime at inspiredservice@innersystems.com. And when you're ready to unlock the potential of your data and experience the transformative power of support done differently, go to innersystems.com.